Welcome to Spend, Donate, Invest. This is a place to ponder the questions of how we might align what we're doing with our money and the type of world we want to create. In other words, let's find socially responsible ways to shop, bank, invest, and give. No topic is too broad. No topic is too specific. So feel free to send in your questions. The contact info is in the show notes. Here's today's letter. Where should I bank? On the one hand, I'm lazy. On the other hand, the world is on fire and traditional banks don't lend to black and brown people. Help. Okay, so thanks for sending this question in. Where to bank is a tough one, especially if you are in an entanglement with a bank and all of your accounts are already connected to your other accounts and all of your bills are automatically being drafted from this bank and they've just made it so convenient that all you have to do is open an app and talk to a bot about what you're trying to do. (laughs) These days, I don't think most of us go into an actual branch that often. I think that used to be why big banks were more convenient because, you know, they had the advantage of having more branches and other non-traditional financial institutions. But even in the day and age when we rarely step inside a bank branch, with the way all of our accounts are set up online, I feel like it can still feel more convenient to bank with one of the big giants. The thing about the big banks and the traditional banking sector as a whole is that there's a lot of ugly history baked into the DNA of those banks. The harms that those institutions have caused in Black communities as well as Latino and Native American communities are very real and there are still harms being perpetrated today. So let me give you the overall advice first and then get into a little bit of detail. My overall advice is to consider putting some of your money, like money you're setting aside to buy a house or other savings, into a community bank of some sort. Personally, I have been interested in learning more about Black banks, specifically because of the well-documented fact that you alluded to in your letter, that traditional banks have a long history of denying loans or offering crappy loans to Black people. More than half of Black Americans are underbanked. I think a lot about Black people who would like to open businesses or community organizations or buy homes. A couple of episodes ago, we talked about book recommendations. That was episode 25. And one of the books mentioned was Race for Profit by Kianga Yamata Taylor. This book was a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize in 2020, and it is sobering. You may be familiar with the term redlining. It refers to the racist practice of excluding certain communities from home loans. The Federal Housing Administration openly set up racist policies to refuse to insure mortgages to Black buyers. And not only that, this part was new information to me. They would only provide funding to white builders who guaranteed that no Black people would be allowed to buy a single property in the areas they were developing. Just wild. This was our government, not some shady developer. Anyway, in Race for Profit, the author explains how even after redlining was outlawed, the real estate industry continued to exploit the Black community. While we're at it, another one of the books mentioned briefly back in episode 25 was The Color of Money by Mirsa Baradaran. This is another book with jaw-dropping historical information about our country. 
If I had to give you a one sentence synthesis of the book, I'd say because of racist policies, black banks just have not been a big engine for black wealth. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, W.E. Du Bois, they all pushed black banking as a tool for economic power for the black community. And it just has not turned out that way. This book provides a rich examination of exactly what happened, but suffice it to say, black banks were set up to alleviate black poverty, but have largely failed because of, well, the same exact policies that led to black poverty in the first place. One thing that has happened is many black banks have struggled is that some are dropping the focus on black communities and instead becoming community banks in general. Community development banks are an interesting option for where to bank. Their whole thing is that they're mission-driven. They're interested in providing access to underserved populations. And as we just learned from The Color of Money, we can't expect that these banks will change any of the policies that are at the heart of the wealth gap, okay? So this is not a policy solution that gets at the root cause of the racial wealth gap, But I do think that community banking could provide a bit of relief for the symptoms while we continue to push for policy change. So in your case, I would encourage you to think about putting some of your money into a community development bank. I'm going to include a link to a nerd wallet article that has a drop down menu where you can select your state and look at some specific banks that might appeal to you. If any listeners have already moved some of their money into a community development bank or any other type of CDFI, please do get in touch. I'd love to know about your experience and your reflections on it. Would love to hear your feedback about this topic and hear other questions that you're thinking about. Contact info is in the show notes below. In the meantime, the biggest way that you can support the show is to share an episode with someone who you think might find it interesting. You can also support the show by clicking on the buy me a coffee link, which is also in the show notes. Oh, one last thing. If you want to join the newsletter, just send in an email. Thanks so much for your support.